just, uh, yeah, I was, I'm always happy to share my testimony. When someone asked, uh, asked to do that, I was like, yeah, of course, I'd be happy to share my story. And, and last week, just I was able to share a little bit, I guess, if you were here last week. But I'll, I'll get into a little bit more detail today as to my background, uh, kind of what led me to be where I am in life right now. And so hopefully that will encourage you and see how God works um, in, in different lives, like for myself. So uh, I grew up in a, in a Christian home. Uh, my dad was a pastor, career-long pastor. He just recently retired 20 years of ministry, or actually 20 years of ministry up in Jersey, but he did, you know, I think uh, 30-something, 35 years or something like that of pastoral ministry. And so I was, like, born and raised in church ministry. He, my dad was actually mentored into church ministry through my mother's father. So my grandfather on my mother's side trained my dad into church ministry. He was a career-long pastor, and as uh, a man of that builder generation, he retired, like, two times from church ministry just because, like, yeah, I mean, that, that's how it went back then. You know, they would just, he, he was like, I will not stop ministering. I will not stop preaching the gospel until the day I die. That was, like, one of his commitments. And so it was really neat seeing him and being involved, uh, not just, like, if I was on vacation with my family, we would be at church with my grandfather at his church and listening to him preach, and then I'd be back listening to my dad preach. So I grew up all around church and all around church ministry. So needless to say, doing ministry was not really on my radar as a kid. I was like, okay, that's cool for them to do, but probably not my thing. And uh, I have an older brother. He's four years older than me. He was like, I want to be a pastor like dad. I want to be a pastor like my grandfather. So I was like, good for you. Not my thing, man. Like, that, that's, that's all right in your, your area. So as I was growing up, uh, I came to faith in Christ. I was about four years old. I was a kid who had a lot of questions, thought a lot. And so I remember one night going to bed. This was like my routine. I'm probably going to be faced with the same challenges with a two-year-old who's going to be growing up and playing the same game of sorts. But I was one of those kids. Hey, it's time to go to bed. I'm like, Mom, like, how do you go to heaven? You know, like, I, I just throw something like that out there, you know. She's like, all right, you know, I think you need to wait until you're a little older. I was like, all right. So I wake up, like, real early the next morning, go down. I was like, no, really, like, I want to know what you need to do to go to heaven. Like, I, I'm really curious about this. And so she explained to me the gospel. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ when I was about that uh, four years old and just was really contemplating that idea of uh, understanding what it meant to believe in Jesus as my Savior for eternal life. So it was at that point I believed, but I mean, it was definitely a slow walk from that point forward. I was baptized when I was about nine years old. And, uh, and didn't really have like a, a super strong walk with the Lord. I, th I feel like I did a lot of things that a typical pastor's kid should do as growing up in the church. Uh, it wasn't until I was about uh, 16, 17 years old, my dad was preaching one Sunday, that he presented this idea. He was like saying for everybody, just to look and examine your own heart, see if God's calling you to full-time ministry. I was really praying about it, and I said, all right, I feel God leading in this direction. I don't know what that means, but I really made that dedication at that point in my life. I turned 18, graduated high school, and I ended up going to Lancaster Bible College. And I don't know what all the intentions behind that really were at the time. I knew I was getting half off tuition because my father was in full-time ministry, so that was like a really good way to go into Bible college. Uh, so I probably wasn't like the best Bible college student at the time. I, I think when I got to that point, I was the typical pastor's kid that was like the rebellious pastor's kid. I think there were a lot of people that knew me in those four years of Lancaster Bible that would look at me now and be like, he's doing what now? Like, 
he turned out all right? Like, what happened? You know, I don't, I don't understand. So it was very interesting. I was uh, really self-focused at the time, not looking so much at uh, building my relationship with God, but I was looking to have a good time in college. And I think I succeeded in having a good time in college. I didn't learn a whole lot during that time, during those four years. So after I graduate, I get out, and uh, I end up going back home. I started serving at my dad's church as a youth pastor, and uh, I didn't really know where I was going, what direction I had. My brother was in full-time ministry at the time. He sits down with me. He says, what do you want to do? Like, what goals? And I was like, goals? Like, what do you mean? You know, I don't understand this idea of setting goals in life. And he was like, do you have any direction on what you want to do? I was like, yeah, I think I want to plant churches. And he was like, do you feel equipped to, pl- to plant a church? Like, do you know how to do that? I'm like, no. And he's like, well, maybe you need to go back for some more training on that. And I was like, okay, like, what do I do? He was like, you should look at uh, Baptist Bible Seminary. They have, like, this program, and they're, they've been planning churches and so forth. So I said, all right, I'll look into it. Started saving some money. I went there for my Master of Divinity. I went up to Clark Summit. And so it was while I was there, uh, definitely a different change of pace for me, a little bit more mature in life and, and really excited about learning and equipping myself for ministry. I think those two years that I spent in my dad's church really showed me, I, I, there were those times people would ask questions, and I'm like, man, I should know this stuff. Like, I sat in these classes. I really should have paid attention better, you know? So I ended up going to seminary. I was like, let me, let me take this seriously. And I think it was definitely a change of pace when I was actually excited to get up for a 6.30 a.m. Greek class. You know, like that was something that was going on at that time in the seminary. I was like, man, who, who is this guy, you know, waking up for these classes? But I enjoyed it, learned a lot through it. Uh, I met a really great person through it, my wife. Uh, it was during that time she was just graduating undergrad up there, and we met each other. And a year later, we were married, and then a year after that, went on internship down to Florida. So we went down there to a church called Starkey Road Baptist Church. It was a, it was a good internship, a lot of learning about church ministry uh, outside of being around family church ministry. So that was a really good experience for me. I mean, I grew up so many years where it's like, oh, you're Jimmy Van Sant's kid. Like, I know, you know, so it was good to be outside of that where everyone's like, we don't know anything about your family. And I'm like, okay, so like, I'm my own person now. Learned a lot through it. There was a, a situation that came up. It seemed like we might actually get hired on staff there, and then that all just fell apart. And so we went through some highs and lows in ministry there. Ended up leaving and taking a pastoral uh, assistant pastor, pastorate up in uh, in the Poconos, and that was a church I was attending while I was in uh, in seminary. And so while I was up there, just spent some time doing ministry with people. And my wife and I were really praying through. What God was calling us to do in life, during that time, we ended up adopting our son. Well, we were fostering, we adopted, we finally moved down here. But, uh, you know, we were really just praying about how God wanted to use us in ministry because I just was, personally, it was for me, I, I just was not finding a full fulfillment in doing the ministry that I was doing up there. And I think it really came down to how did God give me? What are the goals that, that God has, uh, has been placing on my heart and, and direction for my life? And so I was, just, I was just seeking and praying. I said to my wife, I was like, I just don't know if local church ministry is for me. I mean, I've seen it. Like, I've seen my dad, like, whole career. I've seen my grandfather. I've seen my brother. My brother's back. He, he ended up just uh, taking a position at the church my dad retired from just recently. It was about a couple, a couple months ago. He just started there. And so watching these people in ministry, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. And so I started looking outside, and, and that's where I, I saw this opportunity to be a prison chaplain in a federal prison. 
and that for me has been extremely fulfilling. And I know there's a lot of people that look at it and they say, how in the world do you do that every day? Or how do you minister to people like that? And I'm just like, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I mean, I enjoy working with the people that I do. I enjoy also, and my wife does especially, that at the end of the day, I leave and that's it. You know, there's no house calls when you work with inmates. You know, they don't call you at home. They hopefully don't come and knock on your door at night, you know. Um, like, those are all those things that, that it's just you minister there, you do it there, and you come home, and it's a, it's, it's a separation on that end. And so for me, there's, there's a, a great fulfillment. I have that opportunity to preach. I have an opportunity to counsel. I mean, even this past week, some things that, I, that we do that's a difficult part of the job is we, we give death notifications. So if somebody outside, a family member passes away, we meet with those inmates and say, you know, we notify them and let them know that somebody passed away in their family. We talk to them, counsel them. They come and talk to us. We pray with them. Whatever they're really needing through that time, and it's a time of crisis, so for me, it's, it's a real fulfillment. I know that in local church ministry, a lot of times you're, you're riding the wave of ministering to people and preparing yourself for the crisis. When you get into a pr- prison ministry, the crisis is right there on the table. I mean, they're already in it. They've already lost everything. They've already, they've already got to that point where they're saying, you know, my wife, she's left me. My kids don't talk to me. I don't have any financial means. I don't have any job when I get out of here. I don't know what church is going to accept me when I get out of this, this situation. And to meet them there and to try to minister, it's, again, it's extremely fulfilling for me. And so that's where for myself, well, people look at me and they say, how do you do what you do every day? I look at local church pastors and I'm like, man, how do you do what you do year in and year out? Because it's, it's a lot. And so if there's one thing I want to encourage all of you in, and I I don't want to overstep here or speak for anything, this is just my experience, but as you minister here, as you have pastors that minister, and I hope you also minister to your pastors, that there's that relationship that goes on, that you realize that, well, don't take this from me where you say, well, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to bother Pastor Tim or Pastor Steve or Jared every, I don't want to talk to them or tell them anything, I don't want to put too much on their shoulders, I just want to tell you, do that because that's what they're called to do. I mean, they, they want to bear those burdens to some degree. But at the same time, never stop caring for your pastors. That's something you can always do. Never stop caring. Always realize that that job is something that goes on day in and day out. It's not something that just ends. Like when they leave here, it's not, oh, well, they just did their Sunday ministry now until next week. But it's something that goes on nights weekends, day in, day out. If there's something you can take from it, I think it's the heart of any, any good pastor. It's the same heart that you read in 2 Corinthians. And it's a passage that's always stood out to me where, where Paul talks about the trials that he's gone through in life. He's like, you know, I've been beaten, I've been arrested, I've been shipwrecked, all these different things, right? I mean, it's like this long list. And you're like, wow, who would do that? And then what does he say at the end of it? He says, on top of all of that, I have the burden of the churches, on my mind and on my heart, constantly, I'm lifting them up before the Lord. Because outside of all of those other issues that Paul was facing, he was like, the people, the churches that I minister to, that, that's what's on my heart. Constantly, every day, I care. I'm burdened by that. So if there's something to think about, don't, don't say, okay, I don't want to b- bother the pastor anymore. But care. Care for your pastors. Lift them up. Because as I said, you know, while for myself, local church ministry isn't for me right now. I mean, I'm doing what I do and I enjoy it. 
I also really do have a, a huge respect, a huge uh, burden on my heart to see pastors do well in ministry. I see a lot of guys that are burnt out in ministry. I've gone through Bible college. I've gone through seminary. I've seen guys that have gone in and gone out because of that. And, it, and I tell you, you know, take care of your pastors. Lift them up in prayer. Do what you can to, to really care for them and show that you love them because that's going to go a long way. I mean, they, they love doing the job that they do. But that goes a long way for them. So for each one of us, I know that God gifts us all differently. Some might look at me and say, I would never do what you do. I might look at somebody else and say, I'm not really prepared to do what you do. But that's the beauty of the body of Christ, is that he gifts us all uniquely, and we all fit into this body together and serve in so many different ways to see that kingdom of God built, grow, and continue on for eternity. And so that's something I'm thankful for, something that I praise the Lord for every day. Thank you.